Welcome to Rocketship, the home of Epic React Native content. I'm Simon Graham, creator of Galaxies.dev, and today's guest is Kaspar Kapusiak. Uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly, who's a React Native open source developer at Software Mansion. So you're the second person, I think, from Software Mansion after Christoph here on the podcast. Uh, you're working a lot on open source. As I said, you sometimes host the React Native community meetup in Krakow, or at least you uh, introduce all the cool new things. Um, so thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure. We want to talk today a bit about uh, React Native gesture handlers, reanimated. We're going to talk about micro interactions. You had some uh, really cool tweets or threads uh, mm -hmm. on Twitter, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but you actually make really good use of them <laughs> uh, as you introduce some some concepts. But uh, let's start. What are you currently working on, actually, on uh, at Software Mention? Okay, so yeah, uh, my title, my job title is React Native Open Source Developer, but that doesn't say a lot. Uh, currently, from engineering point of view, right now, as we are speaking, I'm helping Krzysztof with uh, the React Native IDE project. Ooh, yeah, exciting. Yeah. Uh, but I used to, well, first I used to maintain React Native screens for a while. Then I maintained React Navigation for a couple of months with uh, Satya from Callstack. Mm -hmm. um, I created uh, the new documentation of Reanimated. So that, that was a full mm -hmm. rewrite of the documentation. Uh, from time to time, I also uh, did something on the state of React Native. You, you had a podcast on it like yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of um, soft skills also related stuff. So I work with the design team from time to time, with the marketing team. As you've mentioned, uh, I do some tweets from time to time as well. So, yeah, from engineering point right now, I'm doing um, the React Native ID. But lots of stuff uh, around reanimated and just handle as well. Yeah, nice. Uh, there's a lot in there that I want to get back to. So we're definitely mm -hmm. going to talk uh, maybe at least a bit about the React Native IDE in the end if you can share something. So we're going to keep people interested. Um, yeah, sure. For now, yeah, I had a podcast with Aaron about the state of the React Native mm -hmm. survey. We also did a video. Um, while we're talking about it, it's still fresh. So maybe you can share like, just uh, like one, two, three things that stood out to you from the React Native survey. Any thoughts about it? Mm -hmm. Right now? Okay. So so I've seen from the data, like the recurring theme of the data was people use the default if it's good enough. So uh, the default for fetching is fetch. For default for styles is style sheet. If it's good enough, people will stick to it. If it's not good enough, on the other hand, they will look for the closest alternative. So for example, animated API for many people is good enough, but it was made for a different era. And um, it doesn't facilitate truly what React Native gives us with the um, UI threads and all of that. And people just yeah try to use what's the default or what's close to what they already know. So that's mm. that's what I've seen from the data. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, you're right with the fetch API and and the style sheet. Sometimes the easy solution just it just works yeah. for people. It's yeah. it's not bad. Um, I'm curious because I I kind of jumped immediately into reanimated because everyone mm -hmm. said reanimated is the best thing, uh, and I, I still like I, I just think it's it is the best as well. But what is bad about the animated API? So as far as I know, it's not as bad as it was in the mm -hmm. beginning because you can have like use native driver right now. So it like has actually good performance. But what do you think is like bad about the built-in animated API? Well, so the API is was made for class-based components. 
and it just isn't isn't very like modern API. But that's one thing. The what's worse is the pan responder API is terrible. Like it's it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's just just say it. It's bad. So the integration with gesture handler makes it a bit better. Uh, you can't uh, really animate all of the stuff on the use native driver with animated. So the layout props, some of them you just can't animate that. So that's one um, downside of animated API. And with reanimated, you also have um, layout animations, which were introduced in animated, but was they are still in experimental phase for forever. So <laughs> not gonna happen really because we may, have reanimated now. May, maybe it changes with version one of React Native then. <laughs> maybe, but I don't think so. Really. Yeah, that, that, that's a good transition. So I actually saw a little bit of going already a step further. In uh, in the gesture handler documentation, you have something mm -hmm. like a swipeable row. And there are like mm -hmm. really cool examples of like an Apple style or a Google style swipeable mm -hmm. row. But whenever I look at this and take the code as a base, I'm confused because it's actually using animated and not reanimated. So yeah, do you plan on so, changing that in the future? Yes, we, there is a project. So we have a roadmap that's not public. Uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> the roadmap is not public. But we will we'll plan to also implement pressable, just a pressable component. We have like touchable opacity. We have right button or other um, native components, but we don't have a pressable and we don't have a well, good, good, good enough integration with reanimated of the just the components we have with gestures. Yeah, you can run worklets. Um, it's automatically workletized, so the most of the gestures work on the UI thread by default. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with the components, they're a bit dated, and okay. yeah, they need a rewrite. That's that's our plan. <laughs> okay, sure. good, good, good to know. But yeah. let's let let's first take a step back. Um, we want to talk about gestures. Um, mm -hmm. So. Why in the first place do we need the React Native Gesture Handler? Is there no good solution built in? And, and what does the React Native Gesture Handler unlock in React Native apps? Yeah, so I've mentioned Pan Responder, which is one of the ways to do it, the default way, which isn't very well developed. Like it, it has some limitations. And some of the limitations is, for example, canceling gestures. What should happen? And you can, um, thanks to the power of Reanimated, you can do stuff synchronously on the UI thread. And that allows you to build some of the gestures that weren't possible before with just pan responder. So you have the, the built-in in gesture handler tap, long press, and you can um, and you can um, like have race or simultaneous to com the, the composition. That's that's the that's the word I'm missing. So you can composite mm -hmm. gestures uh, to mm -hmm. To like do all the stuff you need to do in your app. Like there are no limitations for this. So so you had a really good thread, which is I think the your like pinned thread yeah. on 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 uh, Twitter or X about gestures. Maybe we can go through a few of these mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's actually an, a nice like compilation and mm -hmm. just helps me also. I I looked at it and I was like ah okay this all of this is possible. So the first yeah. thing is the pen. I think mm -hmm. the pen gesture is just like dragging stuff across the screen or? Exactly. That's all there is to it. Just drag. It could be uh, named drag, but yeah, it's pan. <laughs> well, why is it, it called pen? In React Native, it's called pan recognizer. So that's why. I think it's also in, is it in native iOS also something with pen? Yeah. I think I like remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah, 
Okay, so then we have the tap. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's probably the easiest. You can one. also implement a double tap with that and triple tap. Just generally uh, makes you duh. possible to build it because you can like um, chain the code to the just of the tap and implement <laughs> other types of taps. Yep. Uh, nice. Okay, then we also have the rotation. Okay, this mm -hmm. is also pretty self-explaining. I can rotate state stuff. Then we have the long press, which is really mm -hmm. a, a great one for mm -hmm. yeah, well longer pressing. And then we have the pinch. Uh, yeah, well, so the pinch is is kind of like a like a signature gesture of native devices, right? Mm -hmm. You can scale things up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything? Okay. Oh, yeah, we got the fling. Okay, fling is probably something you uh, might have to explain. So what, what is the fling gesture? Okay, so that's a bit confusing. You have to like apply enough force for it to move the element. So you need to make uh, the gesture, <laughs> the fling, enough velocity for the component, and you can customize it to move. So if you just like slightly touch it, it won't move. So that's a flingy. Where's like a component or scenario where you where you usually use uh, a fling gesture? Hmm, maybe unlocking the device with some enough velocity mm -hmm. to move the component. Uh, I actually maybe like uh, for for everyone who who can't uh, imagine these gestures, Caspar uh, did put in like real world scenarios next to these. So for the I really like it. So for the fling gesture, it is pulling out a cable of a USB yeah. port where you have to like. Yeah. Pull and put some <laughs> force. Yeah, you need to apply some force to pull the cable out of the USB port. That's uh, exactly I'm, the the gesture. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I understand it in the real world. I'm I'm just not entirely sure where I would use it in an application, but I'm we give sure you that... the tools to create anything you want. We don't always tell you what you should build. Yeah. It's like it's like with the science; they were so occupied. If you can do it, they did not think yeah. you should do. It. <laughs> And yeah. since the thread has uh, came, has published, there is also a new gesture. There is a gesture oh. hover. So you have a universal hover gesture beyond uh, like Apple, Android, and web. Just <sighs> one code. Yeah. Nice. D does hover do anything on mobile? I sometimes feel like there is some some relation working. On iPad, for example, uh -huh. uh, there is this, you have the stylus of... Um, Mm, Apple Pencil, yeah, the Apple Pencil. You can mm. with the newest one you can hover over, and with Samsung devices there's also like Samsung Note device line which you can hover over the over the device. But the hover for most of the devices is just a mouse plugged mouse to your iPad or mm. um, phone. This is hover. <laughs> I see. Yeah, uh, but so yeah, so it works. Maybe in the future it becomes more important. Maybe in the future, mm -hmm. like devices can see you when your thumb or finger is uh, across the screen. Who knows? Um, it, well, it might become important. On Vision OS, I think it's just like like hover. So your eyes are just like um, mouse kind of. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. Anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> totally totally mind blowing. Okay, so these are the gestures, but. Mm -hmm. um, if we just look at the gesture handler, it kind of enables all these things like tap, fling, long mm -hmm. press. But for, for example, for all the uh, demos or, or GIFs you included in there, you still have to use reanimated, right? It's it's not like mm -hmm. the gesture handler is moving anything on the screen, right? Yeah, right. So it works like um, there's a 
tight integration between gesture handler and uh, reanimated on uh, the shared values. So every gesture you build, you build on top of shared values. The shared values are the driving factor of every animation and gesture. So you do the animation well uh, using shared value and uh, use animated style, for example. You can also use inline styling for that, but that's that's beyond mm. this. Uh, and you attach a gesture to the shared value. When you change the shared value using a gesture, um, the animation reacts, so it changes the, the styles. So yeah, it's all on the reanimated. So there is kind of a coupling between gesture handler and reanimated. Yes. Is there also a coupling like in terms of the libraries, or could I still use them? independent from each other. You can for sure use it independently. You can use reanimated without gesture handler. You can use gesture handler without reanimated, but that will be slower. So I could use, for example, then gesture handler with just the animated API as yes. you did in the swipeable components. Yeah, yes. nice. Okay, good Good to know <laughs> some basics. So um, I honestly haven't used it too much yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure I should use it more often. And you had a great thread uh, as well on micro interactions. And I'm I'm a mm -hmm. huge fan of micro interactions. I just did like I worked on a, a WhatsApp clone. And if you inspect these applications more closely, you're gonna see so many small micro interactions in in these applications like WhatsApp, Facebook, YouTube. So yeah. could you describe what micro interactions actually means in the first place? So yeah, okay. So we need to step back a little bit because if there are micro interactions, there are also macro interactions. And I have my like knowledge on the factor from a book called, well, Micro Interactions by Dan Suffer, which is a great book, a bit dated, but the examples are a bit dated, but the content is still there. I highly recommend that. And in this book, he tells us that there are, well, not only micro interactions, but also macro interactions. And we have a... Let's think about example. So I'm sure you've used a car. <laughs> yeah. Or my, my second favorite um, example is a smart vacuum cleaner, but let's stick with uh, a car. <laughs> so the main feature, the main feature of your car is to get from point A to point B, well, safely. Yes. So you can drive from, from point A to point B. That's the feature. That's the macro interaction of a car. But when you get into a car, everything you do inside, so you change the volume of the radio, you put in the key, uh, you, the, the sound of the doorknob. So everything else is a interaction, is a micro interaction. So you can tell a Dacia from a Lexus, right? <laughs> so what's what, the main feature of both of these cars is to get you from point A to point B. But there are many ways to, to differentiate and you differentiate by building a good product. And you do that by, like you said, the details, right? Yeah, I, th I think so, that's a great analogy to understand micro -tech. I I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, it totally makes sense. So if you think sense. about it, everything is a micro interaction, like logging into your app. It's a micro interaction that you can make better, make more pretty or more useful. So everything really. So every so, button. So, so, so if everything is a micro interaction in my app, yeah. how do I find out where to begin? Like, I have only limited time, and like maybe I can do I don't know ten micro interactions. So how would I, I figure out 
what are like the relevant things where a micro interaction makes sense? So yeah, um, development time and development in general is expensive. Like let's say it, it's the, we are expensive. Yes. Uh, that's true. And uh, we've seen from the state of React Native survey that many of us work on the smaller companies or uh, we, did, we didn't say that from the data, but maybe from VC funded companies that have a tight budget. So if you do stuff natively, like many of the apps just break the defaults of the platform. So for example, disabling the gesture swipe on iOS mm. or disabling building their own models or uh, which can't use gestures. So if you just stick to the native components, that's good enough for many. Like, let's start with that. Okay. How, what can we do more? So once again, recurring theme, animations are expensive. Maybe you have a designer that could help you with some of the animations. Maybe you can uh, do them in Lottie or Rive or something else that just don't require that much of development time. So these are like tiny details on a click, on uh, scrolling. Yeah, so I would start with that. So for example, on Slack, if you over scroll, go, go down on the, um, the scroll view, there's a <laughs> tiny message telling you like, oh, hey, you've seen it. That's a nice detail, right? So I would start yes. with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, in, your, uh, in, in one of the examples I've seen, you have like, when you click a tap button, it, I think, spins the icon yeah. or something. Yeah. That's very easy to do with reanimated. That's literally a couple of lines of code. So that's not very expensive to build. So yeah, that's one of the animations I would suggest. Yeah, um, I think yeah, probably doing something about the usual tap bar interface is a is a mm -hmm. good starting point because yeah. ninety percent of the apps these days feel like they have a tap bar, uh, and it's yeah. always the same. And um, I would say even more that, well, again, expensive, but I love really layout animations. Layout, these are my prefer the, the most useful for me or for most of people because they are so easy to build. Like layout, okay, for those of you who don't know what layout animations are, these are animations that are invoked during like um, when the component is appearing or disappearing from the screen, right? And normally these are very hard to animate like manually with shared values or whatever. But with reanimated, you can just, there's a prop on any animated component, on animated view, animated image, or any animated components you make with create animated component. They're called entering, exiting, and layout props. And you can just provide what should happen with a component when it appears. It's so, so simple. Like, <laughs> I, I really love it because it takes no time to implement for the user. Yeah, I, I think I used it as well when and I wanted to build a list component and mm -hmm. I wanted to remove stuff and mm -hmm. like have animations and like little delays mm -hmm. or so and the reordering of the list. And that usually looks kind of ugly, but if you like at the parent list element, add a layout animation, everything becomes a lot smoother. If you just like, yeah. add a little delay here and there, uh, yeah. it, it feels like magic almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to remember to make the list also animated. So the, the list, also has to be animated dot flat list for it to work. That's a common bug we see from the users. <laughs> yeah. Just um, right there. 
And you, in your documentation, I think you also have layout animations like uh, reordering stuff in a grid view or, or what's, yeah. what, what's possible as well beyond all of that? Yeah, yeah. So there's, um, there are layout animations, so entering and exiting animations. And there are also layout transitions. Well, nomenclature. Uh, that's the difference. So you can animate what should happen when, with the layout when the, when the hierarchy changes. So when the components get removed, you can orchestrate how it should layout look like after. So with some animation. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we, we got gestures, we got reanimated, we had layout animations. It's, it's quite a lot of areas where we can make the app better, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, there are also will come in the future, I should hope, uh, shared element transitions that I think you like. <laughs> Right. It, it's like you can re read my notes for, for <laughs> our conversation. So you already answered what layout animations are. Could you also describe what, what shared element transitions means? So it's a concept for Android, I think. And um, so you can tell between the navigation screens what should happen with a device during the transition, not the device, the element, obviously. So what should happen with an element uh, on changing the navigation screen? So you can animate them. Um, yeah, that's it. That's basically I, it. I think it's on, on iOS these days as well. Like when you press on a card and it expands and becomes like the top image, uh, I think this is like the most common theme of a shared element transition. Yeah, there are. Um, it's called auto-animate, I think, on Swift uh. UI, and it doesn't work between navigation screens. You, it only works on the same screen. So you have to like... Oh, really? Feel, yeah. So it's only on the same screen, I think. So you have to mimic that you go to another screen. So, so, iOS. so React Native can actually do more than than Swift natively can do. In this, yes. In this <laughs> example, yes. It's not <laughs> stable cool. yet. We are working on this. Okay, I, I felt it's uh, okay. So, so what is then the state of the current shared element transition? Because I used it and it, it looked good, and I could animate some properties. But if you say it's it's still a work in progress, um, mm -hmm. what are the current limitations of shared element transitions, and and what's coming uh, in the next time? Yeah, so currently the biggest bug we have are crashes during development. So that's what we need to fix in the closest future for it to. Um, to be usable by the developers. Because right now you have to rebuild the, your whole app. So that doesn't really feel React Native-ish because Hot Reload doesn't work. So that's um, pretty broken right now. And the next steps would be to add more properties to animate. So for example, right now, you can't really animate text really well. So that's one of mm. the areas to improve. We've added borders, border radii, uh, but yeah, still a lot to cover. I think it also had some issues with the safe areas, if I remember this correctly, or something. If you like have a header on one page and don't have a header on the next page, that works right now. I think it should. Or work. maybe it's there, fixed. There will be. There, there, there was uh, problems with headers and with safe areas. Yes, that's true. I think right now it should work. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it works, but if not, we'll be we'll be fixing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a fix, and then it just didn't work with the Expo Go app and reanimated oh, versions. Oh, Expo Go is another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, did did you post that thing that we should not use Expo Go anymore, or was that someone else? No, that's not me. That's yeah, okay, wasn't probably, wasn't you? Yeah, probably maybe yeah, Tomas Sapeta, maybe. <laughs> Shout maybe. out. <laughs> 
maybe. So, okay, um, micro interactions um, are great. Usually they're, I mean, just reanimated. Sometimes they're a combination of reanimated and gesture handler, I guess. If you like, mm -hmm. think about some, some unlocking thing or mm -hmm. uh, the, the swipeable row, of course, is a, yeah. a very common thing. By the way, again, there's a great starting point if you want to implement a swipeable row. Um, check out the documentation for the gesture handler and at some point you're going to find it. There is already a swipeable component, I think. Mm -hmm. And these, are, like the Apple style row and the Gmail are just yeah. concrete examples of implementing the swipeable row. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is a very good starting point for everyone uh, who's interested in it. It just, one thing, I don't know how well you know it. I just felt there is something missing because usually you can like, drag until the complete end and then like it it's hard to describe on a podcast okay. um i mean you can just drag it a bit and then it reveals two buttons okay that's cool mm -hmm. but if you then drag it completely to one side usually you see something like that one option is selected and triggered immediately um mm -hmm. that wasn't included yet so maybe there's a little little feedback for the future <laughs> okay. that component we'll take that we'll take that um so how far is the web support for all of these things? Because, yeah, uh, gestures great, uh, reanimated great. How far is the web support and um, where are still some problems? So, yeah, okay. So with uh, Gesture Handler, we have it started with, uh, I think, 2.10. We've uh, completely rewrote the web support to remove the dependency on Hammer.js. Uh, so it's all like native events uh, with Gesture Handler. So it's 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 done on Josh Handler with a reanimated uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So in the last version 3.6, we've released uh, layout animations on the web. So that's one of the missing features that reanimated had. But uh, shared values, the thing you 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 use to build um, animations with reanimated mostly work. So measure works. So we go like feature by feature a basis, what do we need to implement on the web next? But right now it's it's pretty, the feature parity is pretty well, pretty great, I would say. What happens on the web when I use reanimated and define something as a worklet? I mean, on native, it's executed in the UI thread. What, what happens on the web? There are no worklets. Like it's, okay. it's just a function, a JS function. There are no well, other threads available. Does it, does it crash if I define like a worklet or do you catch no. that? That's a knob. It just, just does nothing. Like it's, it's just um, just invokes that function because it's a JavaScript function. But there are some tricks to to make it uh, more asynchronous. Like it, it's not as fast as um, mobile because you don't have that UI thread to run animations on. Mm. Uh, we we do some parkour uh, to, <laughs> to to achieve the API we currently have on the web. But it it, it works. Like the feature parity is 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 okay. I would say. Okay, that's that's good to know. I mean, we're living in a in a time where universal apps and Expo Router for the web and stuff becomes more important. Yeah. So it's really important that like these. I feel like Gesture Handler and Reanimator are some of the core libraries. Almost they come pretty much directly after routing for me. So uh, making them work on the web is yeah. Thanks to Software Mention and and the uh, contributors to open source, uh, it works really great. So you also said initially that you would love to talk about the future of these packages. And I'm, I'm always curious about this because 
this is the point where only you can give us insight into what's going on. I have no idea. As you said, you, I mean, you have an internal roadmap. I, I don't know what you can share uh, and how far you're involved with the projects right now. As you said, you're also working on this other project, which we're going to yeah. talk about in a minute. Um, but let's start. Um, for, for Gesture Handler, I feel like it's feature complete. So, so tell me, is there anything planned for feature uh, for Gesture Handler in the future? Mainly, currently, it's just maintenance. So there are some, when the Vision OS came, we had to make a support for it. But mostly for Gesture Handler, that's just maintenance. But for Reanimated, we are currently working on a feature called, um, we call it Screen Transitions. So it's an integration between Gesture Handler, Screens, and Reanimated that you can instead of having some predefined native um, animations between screens, you could animate the screens using just reanimated. So currently we have um, swipe to go back implemented. You can have your own custom animation on the go back bound to the progress of, the, of your finger. That's cool. This, this is really exciting. Yeah, I remember in the, in the past when I worked with different frameworks, people always asked about native transitions or custom transitions especially do you still remember this animation where it looked like a like you're flipping a page in a book <laughs> yeah that's okay okay <laughs> you can do that using skia and shaders <laughs> and i think uh, using uh, oh oh well okay never mind um, okay never mind i'm not i'm not going into that hole <laughs> But uh, right. this definitely sounds interesting. So, what what are have you tried some like of these transitions? What what is possible? Like, what is a cool scenario of using them? Yeah, so you can do. You have a way of achieving. Okay, again, go back. So you have um, you can animate the top screen and the bottom screen of the transition, mm -hmm. and you have the ability to get like the current offset of the screen the progress beyond between the transitions and you can just do translate x translate y rotate scale all the stuff you know from animated styles so you can for example on swipe you can make the screen rotate i don't know why would you do that but you can do that <laughs> or you can implement the tinder swipe so it's uh, kind of juggling from left to right so yeah that kind of thing I think one, I don't know if this falls into this category, but one thing I really like or have seen is, for example, in the WhatsApp stories. I mean, I don't know exactly who uses WhatsApp stories beyond my wife and, and some friends, but mm -hmm. um, if, you, if you're in the story and you swipe down, it rounds the screen, mm -hmm. like until this circle becomes smaller. And mm -hmm. once you're at the bottom, it just like disappears. Is that's this something exactly. we could? Yes, that's exactly the feature for that. Screen nice. transitions. That's exactly for this. Nice. Yeah, I, I was always thinking about, okay, how can I do this? It's going to be really complicated. Yeah, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> with that, it's easy. You you have the like from zero to point to to one. You have the progress of the swiping down. I've used it just the other day. So yeah, and you can round uh, the borders of the screen just like that. And then you define just like in, inside a TypeScript file, you define like animation.ts, and then. Um, you react to these points and do the usual reanimated thing. So there are two new props. There will be new two props on the screen, on the native stack, um, like go back animation and what should happen. I don't know the, the name from the top of my head. 
um, how should it behave? Like, should be swipe, swipe right or swipe left or swipe top? And you get in the config, um, you define what should happen with the top screen and from the bottom screen with this um, data. So yeah, that, that, that's it. That's a couple of lines of code. So you said this is a, a go back prop on, on the stack, um, but it also works for pushing, if I understood this right. Right now, no. Currently, is this no. only for back? Right now, yes, but we would like to have that for push as well, but that's not implemented right yet, right now. Yeah, Sadly. I mean, I don't know a lot about, I, I haven't really seen a custom push animation, I guess, on, on iOS. I can't remember. Uh, most apps probably just use the stock push. Yeah, but it's doable, but we haven't started even implementing that. Okay, so so I can define my back and then I can just like point to what that animation file exports and then I can define mm -hmm. my cool back transition. Nice, yeah. I really like that. Um, For which version is this planned? I think currently we're on 3.6-ish? 3.7 from yesterday or two, two days ago, there was 3.7. Okay. So uh, <laughs> our roadmap doesn't count numbers, so we don't <laughs> promise that, yes, this version will be having that, but it's... Um, they're close to merge. These features are close to be merged. So the changes that needed to be done on the screens, create native screens, are merged. And I think will be released uh, with the next release. Uh, with reanimated, probably the next version. So 3.8, maybe. Mm, nice, nice. That sounds good. You, you said uh, it has a close integration with React Navigation. I'm mm -hmm. always interested in Expo Router. I know Expo Router is using React Navigation under the hood, but do you know if this is going to work with Expo Router as well? Yeah, that's the same thing. Expo Router and React Navigation are the same thing. So, uh, because, okay, so if you think about it, uh, you know Expo Router pretty well. So if you just squeeze your eyes a little bit, you define the screens using files instead of uh, code. And yes. you could do this uh, in the previous version of uh, React Navigation, and you will be able to do it again with React Navigation 7, I think. There is a static API going back. So you'll, you will be able to define the screens using just JSON file, like, like the Explorator is doing like that. It's just mm -hmm. on files instead of code. And it's using <laughs> React Navigation and React Native screens under the hood. So you, you you sound like you're not a big fan of Expo Router. I don't know why no. I'm just picking up. <laughs> no, no, no. So no, 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 no. That's not like that. No, it's fine. So, so it's it's a good addition on on top of. Uh, I mean, it's a it's nothing like it's building completely on React Navigation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like the foundation, so it's just on top some cool stuff. I just maintained React Navigation for a couple of months, so I just knew it really well. I've used uh, React Router, uh, full React Router, Expo Router, <laughs> uh, for a little bit, but it doesn't. For me, it's not as game changer as for others. Hmm. But yeah, the TypeScript support is pretty pretty great. Automatic. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing actually. Yeah, the TypeScript is sort of cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been for a long time a big fan of it. Um, right now, I'm also because of the latest version and the API routes, I'm, I'm a huge fan, but I understand also at this point that some people are not interested in universal apps. Um, some people don't want a full stack project and, um, native has different like requirements. So maybe just using rec navigation is also great. If you just want a great iOS and Android app and, uh, you don't care about the rest from Expo router. 
I say React Navigation is just fine for many. So that's it. If uh, Expert Router fixes your problem, then use it. <laughs> but uh, if you don't, then it's, it's, it's okay. I, I guess it will introduce new, or it does actually introduce new problems to some people with the, the yeah. groups and the layouts yeah. and how you structure stuff. So if you don't know React Navigation very well, you will have some harder time working with Expert Router. Yes, exactly. Okay, um, so this is one big thing coming to reanimate in the future. Is there anything else you know of that is being worked on or that is in like the scope for the next year in, in uh, terms of big features for reanimated? So we are also working from time to time on multi-threading functionalities, but I'm not the best person to ask that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so spawning worklets on not only UI thread, but some background threads as well and threads at will. So that's not really connected to animations and we will probably need to extract that um, worklets core of the of reanimated to a separate package in some time in the future. But uh, yeah, the multi-threading capabilities that could unlock some cool stuff for others. Not just animation, but yeah. You're also working on client project at Software Mention, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's 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 so easy to forget. Like we're talking about all of these huge contributions to open source, but you're also a company and you work on like real projects, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, Software Mention is a for-profit company, like obviously, but uh, we devo we have many people working either full time or part time on just open source. So my team is currently around 10 to 12 people right now. Some of them are also working for clients, but yeah, we are contributing a lot of time and efforts to, to open source. Yeah, just just from the whole React Native community again, thank you for, for all of this. Uh, I, I think React Native and the community wouldn't be the same without people and companies like you. Um, otherwise, we would have a ton of unmaintained packages. We wouldn't see a lot of progress and uh, what you and other companies are doing is just amazing in, in terms of how you push forward the whole ecosystem. So just thank you so much for what you're doing. You're welcome. Um, so finally, we, we want to wrap this up with a quick talk about uh, the React Native IDE. So I talked with Christoph, uh, it was in, I think, December or something. Mm -hmm. Like his demo was pretty big on the on one of the meetups and everyone got hyped. And since then, it has been basically silent. I think uh, he did post maybe a few pictures uh, I think he also mentioned on Twitter that he had some some personal issues or stuff going on. So what is the current state of the React Native IDE uh, as you worked on it just probably just days ago? Yeah, so we are currently in a stage of um, testing it on our own developers at Software Mansion. So there is a private beta uh, inside the company. So we are testing whether it works, whether the setups uh, are working because people have very different setups and mm -hmm. you have to trust me. Uh, it's not just uh, create Expo app and that's it, <laughs> but people customize it really, really hardly. And some of the stuff just don't currently work with uh, React Native but we are squashing the bugs, making it more performant. And the beta, the public beta is is coming. Okay. And it is planned as, or it still is uh, a VS Code plugin. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Because most of the React Native developers already use VS Code. So why not to build on something that people already know and love? 
Uh, will there be any limitations? Like, is there anything, any hard blocker right now? Or are you generally uh, fine with everything you've put into the IDE? No, it's it's pretty okay. There are no major blockers as as of today. We had some performance problems, but uh, we've 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 figured it out. So, so are you using it for your work uh, already? So I only have that on my um, company computer, and I'm not uh, using it on my private projects. So, oh, okay. so yeah. But I've run uh, our example apps from uh, reanimated screens and just run, and it worked pretty well. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm so excited. Do you have any any date in your mind how long the beta will take? Or never estimate. No, we won't uh. promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> never estimate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm okay. We're gonna be excited. I mean, there are some some conferences coming up, so I'm pretty sure Software Mention <laughs> will release something <laughs> or uh, have some cool notes at those conferences. Um, Maybe either animated. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, this, uh, but but the good news is it will happen in 2024. I mean, the year is still long, but yep. uh, we can be excited about cool things coming to uh, reanimated and also coming to the IDE. So, Casper, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time to explain a bit about uh, gesture handler, the micro interactions, and uh, what's going on at reanimated. Uh, to wrap it up, where can find uh, find people more out about you and what you're doing currently? Mostly Twitter and uh, maybe on YouTube in the future, but I don't know. Uh, mostly currently on Twitter. Okay, I will, I will drop this in the show notes. And actually, yeah, I can recommend there are, during my research, I found two tutorials on the Software Mention channel from you about how to make an bottom sheet with a React Native reanimated and an animated gradient picker, which are really, really great examples of how all the stuff plays together. I will also put this in the show notes. <laughs> You actually did a really good job on those tutorials, taking a lot more time than I do because you have like little sequences in between where you use the app and say, oh, I would really love to have this. <laughs> you go back to the code. That's so much work. You have no idea. <laughs> or you do actually are a content creator. So you actually yeah, but, do but have I, idea. I, I do take a little bit easier route. So you have some, some B-roll about the filming your device and stuff. I, I can definitely learn from, like, this is really cool. Uh, I mean, sometimes it translates to more views. Sometimes it just looks cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I can definitely recommend for these tutorials. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank that. you for... Thank you for coming on and probably want to uh, talk again when the React Native IDE comes out or something happens later this year. And until then, uh, thanks again, Casper. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. See ya.